Sister Camille McKenzie is a powerful woman of God who was anointed and appointed to execute the spiritual mandate. You must win! She operates in the five-fold ministry to bring deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost to a lost world. But I come to prophesy to somebody and let you know that Jehovah has the final say. This is your breakthrough hour. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. Lord, I humble myself before your presence. Let no flesh exalt. And so, Father, now let the anointing take full control. And let not this word return void. But I pray for accomplishment in this house. Bind up every principality and every power of darkness that hinder advancement, mobility, and the flow of the Spirit. We pray for the anointing to flow in this house. No witch, no warlocks and shall hinder the word. And so we suffer all witches not to live now. We come against bad mind and jealousy. Bad heart and wickedness. And so Father we pray that your word will do on a great accomplishment. And God that your people will leave here filled with the power and the ability to advance. Touch the young people now. Let their ears open to receive. Let there be receptiveness in this house. And let this be good ground. Lord, as I place this word in your hand, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While you're sitting, I want you to give your neighbor my sermon title. I want it all back. And if you allow me, I can speak a little bit of Jamaican colloquialism. Can I just talk a little bit of Patwa? Yeah, will you allow me to talk a little bit of Patwa? So I want it all back for the Caucasians and for those who are very versed in English. But for those who are from the Caribbean, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, take it back. Come on, talk to another neighbor that look like they're in the spirit. Take it back, take it back, take it, take it back time, take it back time, take it back. All right, take it back. I want it all back. By way of homiletics, I have three points. You may face defeat, but you're not defeated. Point number two, seek the Lord. Point number three, take it back. By way of introduction, we're living in one of the most serious epochs in the history of time. Society has drastically changed over the past few decades. There has been a paradigm shift which has affected our young people. The morals, ethics, and standards within society has drastically changed. And the things which were considered loathsome and unacceptable has become mainstream. Beloved, the moral compass has shifted and the standard of ethics has been lowered. Young people are squeezed into a vacuum in which to be acceptable by a society means the lowering of their standards, engaging in ungodly acts, befriending those who do not share the same values, altering one's outward appearance even if it's harmful, unsafe, or might even lead to death. In this dispensation, there are only a few role models that are still standing. It was just two days ago that the mayor of Toronto divulged that he has been unfaithful to his wife during the pandemic and agreed to step down. There has been a surge in drug overdose, gang violence, and just the other day, we were astounded by the news 
of a 15-year-old who was killed on the balcony by his friend. Beloved, it's a very crucial era. And therefore, I implore the church to arise and let us take back our young people. Let us snatch them from the grip of the enemy and rip them out of the jaws of the enemy. Yes, it's time for us to arise and take back our young people. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's take it back time. Yes, turn to another neighbor and say, neighbor, it's take it back time. Here's a synopsis of the text just to bring it into context. First Samuel records the history of Israel from the end of age of the judges to the death of Saul, the first king of Israel's monarchy. The book opens with Israel at one of its lowest points in history. During the conquest of Canaan, the tribe of Israel had not fully carried out God's command to drive out the Canaanites. Moral and spiritual failures resulted. Thus God brought discipline through foreign nations. In the middle of the book, they anointed the second king, David, whose appointment would usher in the period recognized as the zenith of the kingdom of Israel in the Old Testament world. And it leads me to my first point. You may face defeat, but you're not defeated. Beloved, what do you do when you are ambushed by defeat and just to give you a backdrop of Samuel which is rich with the life of David to bring my message into context David was anointed king in 1st Samuel 16 and from the moment he was anointed king all hell broke loose you see Saul was king of Israel at the time but he was not a righteous king and the Lord allowed a distressing spirit to plague him so David was recruited as an armor bearer and also a skillful musician to play skillfully in order to relieve him of this uh, this this dilemma the relationship went sour because of jealousy and Saul wanted to kill David for the saying said that Saul has killed a thousand and David ten thousand beloved he was was anointed he was powerful he was mighty he loved God and God loved him too but Saul hated him because of the anointing that was on his life he was on the run from Saul and now he found himself in Gath and while in the hideout at Gath he was afraid that they would try to kill him so he had to flee. You see, David saved the king of Keilah, but found out that Saul was still seeking to kill him. So he now thought he could have stayed with them. Oh, good God of grace. But when he realized that Saul was after him, he inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said, you better get out. Because if you don't get out, they are going to, they are going to deliver you into the hands. Yes, yes, yes of the Israelites and now while he is on the run he found 600 men that made him king can you imagine he was anointed king but he didn't have a kingdom yet he was anointed king but he couldn't sit on the throne anointed but he was on the run and so he found these men they call they call them misfit these were distressful men yes yes they were outcasts nobody wanted them but when they joined with David they made him king oh yes and now he's on the run but he's not on the run alone he's on the run with six on men you see 
right there. Yes, they thought that he was alone. But you see, God is a set up God that he will take anybody to help you to get to your, your apex in life. God don't need intelligent people. Yes, sometimes to help you. He can use anybody to elevate you. He can use anybody to promote you. I hear him say promotion does not come from the east nor the west but promotion comes from the almighty God and so Saul wouldn't quit from seeking to kill him so Saul decided to take 3,000 men uh, to sort to kill him because David was so powerful that it would take 3,000 men to take him out and so Saul was asleep in the cave but when David met up with him David could have killed him oh but you see David realized he can't touch the Lord's anointing even when he fall from grace and he can't do his prophet no harm and because of the anointing that was placed on Saul not because of Saul but because of the anointing that was placed on him he said you know what I'm not going to for the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master the Lord's anointed to stretch out my hand against him seeing he's anointed for the Lord oh beloved David found himself now and so he, he, he couldn't stay in he couldn't stay oh with Saul yeah 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 he could not stay with him he he was anointed and he couldn't he could reign on the throne yet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes and he found himself in God and he couldn't stay there either because they were after him yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and Saul has purpose in his heart that he will not stop until he killed David and so David now had to hide out with the Philistines he had to hide out with the enemy because the same people that he was fighting for they didn't want him and so he had to find himself among the Philistines who am I talking to and so they gave him a little town call Ziklag. Ziklag is located by Negev. It was a region in the south of the kingdom of Judah and David was permitted to stay there by the enemy with his 600 men and he bowed there he abode there for one year and four months yes he was camping out with Israel's enemy because the very nation he was fighting for had him on the run like a fugitive yeah yeah, yeah. but by this time the Lord has departed from Saul God says I can't work with your soul no more because your pride gets in the way of what I want to do you got to be careful when you're filled up with pride no matter what God is doing in this dispensation you better humble yourself under the mighty hand of God if God bless you with a million you better praise him a little bit louder if God bless you with a bigger car a better car and a bigger house you better know that those are material things and anything can take you out at any time oh but the fool in his heart said there's no God but the fool worship possession and the fool worship position oh but here comes David that worship neither position nor our possession and so we know that he's now at a ziklag 
and now Saul knew he was at Ziklag but not only that Saul knew that he was at Ziklag but all his enemies knew that he was at Ziklag they know that Saul wanted to kill him and they know that he has no rest oh but when he left Ziklag he said I'm gonna fight for the Philistines but when he went the Philistine says you you can't fight with us lest in the battle you decide to kill us because you want yeah 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 you want to reconcile with the king and so the Philistine says go back remember he has so much trouble in his life already he has a king that don't respect him and he has people who he's fighting for that hates him and now he wanted to fight because fighting is in him for when you're anointed to do something you're gonna do it no matter what no matter where you put a preacher a preacher will preach no matter where you put a pastor a pastor will pastor no matter where you put the evangelist the evangelist will evangelize no matter where you put the singer the singer will sing in the washroom in the car on the road anywhere you go because it's the anointing that's in you baby you don't need nobody to tell you because anointing is for service oh god got a grace and david says i am a fighter i'm anointed to fight god has given me the grace to fight and if you don't want me to fight for you then i'll find somebody to fight for so he came back to ziklag but when he came to ziklag the bible says the amalekites went in and they invaded and looted ziklag now he has 600 angry men they were disappointed they were distressed and they had regrets for the amalekites went in and invaded ziklag they went in they took david's two wives ahinoim and they took abigail the carmelitis they took all the 600 men wives they took their possession they took all that they own and then when that wasn't good enough they went back and they burnt ziklag into the ground and so he was disappointed yes he was on the run yes 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 and now he had a little place where he could find some peace oh but when he thought that it was peace sudden destruction came upon him oh god got a grace he was ambushed Bad defeat. Who am I talking to? Ambushed by disappointment. Ambushed by calamity. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there where it's one destruction after you after the other? When it's not one thing, it's the other thing. I'm talking to some parents who have some wayward children, some disobedient children. I'm talking to some parents who have spent their last on them, send them to private school, give them the best education, try to instill values. Oh, but some of them are strung out on drugs, heading in the wrong direction. 
they're at a point as if they don't want to turn back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in a dispensation when we're dealing with a generation that is very difficult to deal with. Yeah, 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 yeah. This generation is headstrong, high-minded. They are Mr. and Mrs. Know-it-all. They are the Google and the Siri specialists. They don't listen to parents. They don't want yeah, 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 to listen to parents. They want to dictate to the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them don't know danger. They want to try everything. A little bit of weed, a little bit of speed, a little bit of high candy, a little bit of the zombie drug. Yeah, they, they, at 15 and they want BBL. Their body's not developed yet. They ain't got no children, they ain't got no wrinkle, they got nothing hanging out, but they still want a BBL. They don't matter if they inject anything in their buttocks, as long as it look big and high, and the front look big and high, and you're walking around looking like this, you think you're all that on a bag of chips. Oh God, God of grace, but they don't think of the after effect. Yeah, when the injection fail and when the breast start to have problems oh but I come to prophesy to the young people leave the BBL alone leave the speed alone leave the weed alone leave the alcohol alone leave the high candy alone leave the zombie drug alone cause if you don't leave it alone it won't leave you alone so we're in this dispensation where we feel like we are ambushed by defeat we feel like there is trouble on every side and I come to talk to some parents that is feeling defeated because you've tried so many different things but it just seemed like it's not working out oh but I want the church to open your eyes and take a look at our young people we are in an era now where we can't come and sing and shout and run around and leave them behind you see that's not how God would have had it you see I was a youth pastor and I realized one thing that some Holy Ghost people are Holy Ghost but they leave their children behind oh good God of grace you see we're in a dispensation where we have too many judgmentalists in church and you forgot that you were young yeah you're old now but don't forget where you're coming from can I go down to memory lane give you a page out of my book you see this pastor Camille that's standing I didn't always look like this baby I was brought up in boarding school can I go back on a page because some of you don't tell your story and your children thought you were perfect from the time you were born oh but you got to tell them you had yourself some struggle yeah you had some good days you got some bad days you gotta let your children know you gotta level with your children oh yeah this pastor Camille when I was in boarding school yeah 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 I gave my life to God at 13 but then I backslid and when I was in boarding school and the boarding lady went to bed we got up in the night we got dressed and we went to stone love and while she is in the bed and she's sleeping we are down the street dancing to shabarangs yeah 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 and dancing to lieutenant stitchy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and dancing like bogle living and having a good time but she's in her bed who am i talking to some of you need to level with the young people level with the young people tell them your story some of you mothers need to tell them your story 
for we're not leaving them behind yeah we want it all back we want them all back we come not take them back when I grew up in church, Sister Marcia, I like the olden days. For I grew up with some mothers of Zion that were real mothers of Zion. They weren't judgmental. Yeah, they know you had an abortion. Oh, but they come and they hug. And they begin to talk. They begin to pour life. But in this dispensation, the church talk about your kids. Them chat your pitney behind your back. And then they want to minister. Please take a seat. Please take a seat. Please take a seat. But you see, you need to know that yours might look good now. But you don't know what the future holds. But I learned to have mercy. You see, when I was youth pastor and I learned to have mercy, I didn't judge the young people. I pull up beside them and I talk back life in them and I pray for them and I didn't go spread their business and I didn't look down on them I just talked to them because I know they're having some struggle they just came in the world you think they master warfare yet they have not master it yet I come them just a come but the church needs some people some mothers and fathers of Zion that can begin to look at the young people and realize it's not all right with them lebe tadiba lebe kondaraba one time somebody showed me a picture of a young person somebody i know from they were yay young oh but the devil came for them sister minister lodge and when they showed me the picture i literally started to cry they don't have to name Mackenzie, you see. Because I learned if I can do good to other people, children, you can't touch mine. So the church need some people that are real, that can see the young people, that can say it's not all well with Isaiah. But I'm a fast for him this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all well with Mali. But I'm going to fast for him this week. It's not all well with Miss Tatiana. But I'm going to fast for her this week. That you can begin to start to speak life. So here he is, ambushed by defeat. And he's teaching us that we can face our defeat without fear. We can be confident to know that even though defeat may come after us, it's not going to overpower us nor destroy us. You see, defeat is God's opportunity to be glorified. And so when David came back and he saw what was happening, by this time, the 600 men became very angry with him. You see, they had promoted him as king. But you will cheer on until the affliction come to you. It's when calamity come to you that you know who's with you. When things are good, everybody can shout hallelujah. But it's when the calamity come that you will understand who is for you and who is not for you. And so these men says, oh my goodness, we weren't expecting to lose our family in this time period. 
And so they criticized David. They spoke bad or ill against him because they were upset that they have lost everything. And so David is now at his lowest where he feels like he has no fight left. Have you ever been at a place where you feel like you got no fight left? Have you ever feel that way, young people? Have you ever been at a place where you feel like you're doing everything to please your parents, but they still feel like you still need to give some more? Have you ever been at a place where you're hanging out with your friends and you thought that you're cool, but they think that you're not cool enough? Have you ever been at a place where you find yourself uh, trying to rid yourself uh, from taking drugs. Oh, but every time you decide to walk away, it's coming after you. You ever been in a place where yes, you're going to mess with sex. And you want to stop having sex. But it keeps coming after you. It's coming after you. It's coming after you. It's coming after you. But I come by to speak to you young people. When you feel like you got no fight left. When you begin to study for the test. But you still get an F on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you got no fight left. You've done all you can. But every hell has broken loose in your life. And every single day, all you're faced with is just one defeat after one defeat and it just seemed like it's not gonna stop coming oh but I come by to tell you young people that when you get to the place when you feel like there's no fight left it means that God is getting ready to elevate you I come by to tell you young people when you get to that place when you feel like there's no fight left you can see God but the Bible says that when David found himself at the lowest he decided to seek God he sent for the ephod he decided to communicate with God you see the ephod means he's a covenant keeping God yeah because on the ephod you're gonna find the 12 stones it means he's a God of government and if he's a God of government he's a God of covenant he's a covenant keeping God and David realized that the God that he served he never failed yet and David the Bible says encourage himself I come back to speak to your young people sometimes you got to learn to encourage yourself but the Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord you got to encourage yourself young people when you remember where God has brought you from you got to encourage yourself you can't stay at the place of distress you can't stay at the place of defeat you can't stay at the place of disappointment because that's the place of defeat and because David knew the God that he served is the same God that sent for him on the backside of the mountain it's not that he wanted to be king when everybody was pushing up their chest and said pick me he was on the backside of the mountain and God sent for him and God anointed him and God appointed him and God set him forth and David said wait up I didn't put myself here I didn't anoint myself I did not want no throne yeah I didn't want no pastoring yeah 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 
yeah, 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 yeah. It just land on my lap. Lebendaraba. I did not seek after it. It just came for me. Who am I talking to? It just come looking for me. But one thing I love about God is that if he anoint you and appoint you, the devil can mess with you. You may face your defeat, but you're not defeated. And so David says, I didn't put myself in this position. It is the God, the Lord God Almighty, decide to anoint me and appoint me. And because he's a covenant keeper, promise keeper, light in the darkness, a way maker, miracle worker. Somebody say promise keeper, promise keeper, promise keeper. That's who he is. David says, yes, I remember when Goliath came after me. I went after him instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was big and tall. But because of the God that I serve, he was no match for me. I remember I was on the back side of the mountain. And the bear came after me and I rip up the bear with my own hands that's the God that I serve and though they come after me Saul come after me with 3,000 men the Philistines don't want me the king of Kish don't want me the king of God don't want me Israel don't want me the 600 men no they don't want me I'm all by myself but I know I face my defeat but I know the God that I serve me plus God is majority and yes you may not want to give me no backative but my backative is super and it's natural so if you don't want to fight I'm reminded when Israel was faced with the Assyrian and there was not enough men to fight oh but Sennacherib got excited and said I got them where I want them but he forgot that the God we serve cannot be defeated he cannot be defeated he does not accept defeat the God that we serve is a winner man and so the Bible said that the angel went forth and kill a hundred and eighty-five thousand of the Assyrian and so David says I know I know I know you don't know you think I'm down and out you think I'm down and out but you're going tired the semi fierce you can't get me out of the race you can send your opia, send your voodoo, send anything because anything cross the border. He said, Listen, I know the code that I should. So I'm a seek him. 
give me the ephod. Because I'm a man of war. He said they came in. They took everything. Everything that could have been taken. They take it. Because the enemy won't rest. Until he take everything from you. When he don't done with sickness. He want to sue you. They want money. They want your blood. They want your DNA. They want your children. They want your family. They want the church. They want everything. And even though they have everything, they're still not satisfied. So David said, listen, just give me the ephod. Because they came in. Like they are armed and dangerous. And they burn Ziklag to the ground. And they took our wives and children. Took our spoils. And then they sit down and they start laugh after us. <laughs> They're defeated. Look at them defeated. Defeated. Look how they look defeated. Oh, Libanda Rabba. Do you know your enemy will laugh when you're defeated? They just start to laugh. And then they get a round table and they start to talk about you. You see, Sister Shernet? Oh, you don't know here what happened to Pastor Camille? Hey, hey! They call this number, then they hang up. A girl, me got good news for you. Yes! You are here, Labrish. And they start to talk. And that's not good enough. They dial another number. Because they love that you're defeated. And when they see you. They walk like they're better off than you. They look down on you like you're a piece of trash. You're nothing. Because you're in your lowly bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they feel like they're high and mighty. So when they see you. They just look at you as if you're nothing. Oh, but while they were laughing and eating and drinking and having a good time, the worst thing you can do is touch an anointed person. Anointed people don't fight like you fight. Anointed people don't cuss you. They don't talk about you. They don't call people and talk about you. They don't have time for that. Anointed people don't come back at you the way you come at them. So David says, I'm alone in this all by myself. I got me no back at it. No king to protect me. The king is supposed to protect me. That's the order. I am a child of Israel. They are supposed to protect me. But they kick me out. The church is supposed to protect you. When you fall. But they kick him out. And Saul was so evil. That instead of focusing on the Philistine. He was focusing on David. That's why he lost the kingdom. He said he will not stop until he kill David. While he was doing that, the Philistine was coming after them. And the Bible says that he was falling. Jonathan was falling. His two sons was falling. They were all killed. And God removed himself from Saul. And David says, listen. They're laughing, but give me the effort. Yes, yes, Connection time. Connection. When defeat come to you, it's connection time. When defeat come to you, it's connection time. 
When defeat comes to you, what you got to do is connect to the mighty God of Daniel. Get down on your knee. And begin to talk to your God. Cry out and say, God, I am at my lowest point. I am defeated. I got no backative. I got no help. For I will look towards the hills. From whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Who maketh the heavens and the earth. God, it's me again. Standing in the need of prayer. David said, I need a connection. I need a Holy Ghost connection. This matter that's coming, I need a Holy Ghost connection. Young people, dial Jesus. When you're at your lowest, dial Jesus. Call upon him. Papa San said, call upon him. Call upon him, call upon him, call upon him. Be like the woman that said, Jesus. Correction, be like blind Bartimaeus. The woman says, if I can only touch. While you're there, wait on the Holy Ghost. Talk to him. Pray to him. Worship him. Defeated? Don't let it get you. Just stay there. Worship. Fix up your connection. When you feel like you got your strength, the Bible says that now he said to God, Shall I go recover them? Because if God allowed them to take it, you must know if God is allowing you to go take it back or he wants to give you something different he did not just go in his own strength but God said to him listen go in and recover all don't leave anything a recovery time Yahweh ministries it's recovery time I told you it's time to soar. It's recovery time. It's time to take it back. We need to take it back. You need to take back everything that Satan has taken from you. There's some stuff that Satan have in his camp. Satan have your children. Satan have your mind. Satan have your finances. Satan have your health. Satan have your wealth. Satan has some things for you. He has your hopes. He has your success. When I come by the prophesy over this church that I want it all back. Turn to your neighbors and neighbor. I want it all back. I want back everything that he has taken from me. I want back my children. Every child that is on drugs, we take you back. Every child that is on speed. Every child that is alcoholic, we take you back. Every failing child, we take you back. We are taking it back. Come on, somebody help me take it back. We take it back. We come by into chain and fetch. 11 11. Fence Avenue West. We come to take it back. 
I say we come to take it back. Come on, lift up your voices. Begin to pray, won't be a prayer. We say take it back. We say take it back. Take back Camilla. Take back Malachi. Take back Isaiah. Take back. We say take them back. Take them back. Take back Chanel. Take back Jordan. We say take them back. Take back Ari. We say take them back. Take back Isaiah. Come on, put it in the atmosphere. We take back Sapphire. We take back. Come on, take back your son. Take back your daughter. We take back Samson. We take back Stephanie. Come on, take them back. Take them back. I went to the enemy's camp. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Come on. We are taking by force. Take it by force. Take it by force. Take it by force. Come on, Yahweh, take it by force. Take it by force. Take it by force. Come on. Come on, warfare stand. Warfare stand. Warfare stand. Come on, take it back. Don't sit down on the street. But some of you got some things that Satan has taken from you. I said to take it back. Take it back. Take back your husband. Take back your wife. Take back your children. Take back your son. Take it back. Take back your mind. Mental health. You are no part here. You got no lot here. I said take it back. Take it back. We come to take it back. I'm taking it back. Take it back, Yahweh. Take it back. Take it back. They send curse over your children. Come on. Take it back. Take it back. They send curse. They say your children should not amount to nothing. Lift up your voices. Come on. Come with me. Come with me. Come with me. Come with me. Don't get excited. Get in the spirit. We come against every ill-spoken word. Come on. Lift up your voices and begin to pray. We come against every ill-spoken word over our children, over our family, over our minds. Come on. Come on. Speak against it. Speak against it. Speak against it. Speak against it. We cancel it. Be cancelled. Be cancelled. Be cancelled. Be cancelled. Come on, cancel, cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel. Cancel. Lift your hand like this. And just say cancel. 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 Come on. Cancel. Cancel, cancel. Come on, we cancel, we cancel it, we cancel it, be canceled, be canceled, be canceled in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, and we recover all. In the name of Jesus, we recover all. We take it back and we recover all. We cover, we recover all. We're recovering all. Come on, recover. It's recovery time. Yahweh, it's time to soar. Recover. Come on, recover. Recovery. Come on. Recovery. Come on, speak over your life. Recovery. Recovery. I'm recovered. I'm recovered. I'm recovered. My family is recovered. My children are recovered. I'm recovered. I'm recovered. Come on. I recover my finances. I recover my health. I recover my mental state. Recovering my spirit. Some of you are backslidden. Recovering your spirit. I receive a renewed spirit now. Come on. Receive a renewed spirit. A fresh anointing. 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 In conclusion, we met David at Ziklag. Broken. Discouraged. 
disappointed, weak, devastated and depressed. He was at a breaking point in his life. Career and ministry and at a pivotal point in his life where his decision could break him or make him. Or could it be that God thrust him in a test to see what his attitude would be like when he's at his breaking point? Beloved, what is your attitude at your breaking point? Have you encouraged yourself? Have you decided to seek the Lord? Your answer to this question will determine if you're on the winning side. I'm done. The altars are open. I'm going to ask you to come if you need prayer. Come quickly. Thanks for listening. Our mission here is simple. To bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adonaiministries.ca to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one six four seven eight eight two nine seven zero eight right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries, transforming lives for the kingdom of God. We're going to do this song. It's called You Waited. You came out of your way. You sat down to speak to me <laughs> What amazing grace That you've shown So patiently And you